I want, to, um, I want us to read from Daniel chapter 10 tonight. Book of Daniel. Monday, not tomorrow, but Monday week, that's what you'd say. Monday week, we start a 10-day fast as a church. This year, for the first time, and I always like us to do something different when it comes to prayer and fasting and seeking God, we'll always pray together, we'll always fast together, and I'm going to explain why through this message. But this year we've got four 10-day periods of prayer. Early morning prayer meetings, 6 o'clock or 6.15 for 45 minutes. We'll start next Monday morning. We'll go right through. The Sunday morning is going to be different. I think it's going to be at... 7.40, the Sunday morning one, so, so that you can come and pray and stay for church. And uh, this is the, the third one that we're doing, and we'll do another one later on in the year. Later on in the year, we're going to have, in the middle of the, four da- the, the 10 days, the fourth quarter one, uh, we'll have a half, oh, no, an all-night of prayer where we'll meet together on a Friday night at 10 and we'll pray through the night till 6. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll explain why in a minute. That's not just because we're doing our religious duty. And so this fast kicks off. And a fast, if you've never done one, a fast is where you go without food to make a priority of seeking God and His ways rather than your physical body determining how you're going to live your life. We're not supposed to be slaves to our physical body's desires. Our physical body is supposed to be a slave to our spirit that we lead out of our spirit, out of connection with God. And so it's good every now and then to do a fast and just say, come on, stomach, shut up. You're not the boss. Come on, body, you're not the boss. My spirit's the boss. And so it's good to do that every now and then. And so we're going to do that. And there are different sorts of fasts that you can do. <coughs> giving you a little heads up. Um, you can do a full fast and just have water for 10 days. That's, that's a fast. That's hardcore. If God speaks to you about that, you can do that. You can do a liquids only fast where um, and someone once tried to blend a happy meal for me and make me drink it. I'm not talking about that kind of liquid. Can I just say that what, there was nothing happy about it at all. I was here at one of those games nights we have on a Sunday night. It was vomit material. Uh, but no, I'm talking about liquids. So, you can, so a lot of people just have juices, no dairy, for uh, water for a period of 10 days. Uh, and then there are other sorts of fasts. One of the most common one is known as the Daniel fast. And this is where the Daniel fast comes from. Daniel chapter 10 verse 2 we're going to read it out it says in those days I Daniel was mourning for three full weeks Daniel was a exile a Jewish boy a young man he was an exile in in Babylon he's all of the the Jewish young men had been taken captives from Babylon and they were serving serving foreign gods away from their homeland and they were heartsick and they would hear messages about how Jerusalem was destroyed and God's city had been, had been run down. And so Daniel was mourning about the city of his youth and the, the tragedy that had occurred and the, the terrible things that had happened. And he was remembering a prophecy that God had said this would happen. But then at an appointed time, God would bring his people back and he would restore them 70 years. And so Daniel 
says over these three full weeks, 21 days, I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. This is the original Daniel fast. Went without bread, went without things that tasted good. He still ate, he probably might have eaten some rice, might have eaten some, some lentils and some beans and some fruit and some vegetables and things, but, but it was a withdrawing of the things that he looked forward to and that he found delightful. Interestingly, it says later on, God comes to him and says, Daniel, I delight in you. And it's the same word. He said, I didn't eat the stuff that I delighted in. And in the process, God delighted in me. In the process, God's attention turned towards me. Because what you've got to understand is that God loves everybody equally. There is nothing you or I can do more to make him love us anymore there is nothing we can do bad to make him love us any less he loves us all equally with this passionate unconditional love for us that's his love but his favor is different the bible tells us that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him he's a rewarder he'll love you no matter whether you seek him or not won't change a bit you could have had a terrible week done things you're ashamed of come to the house of God and he's smiling wake up and make a decision to worship him and he's smiling and he loves you but if you want his favor on your life if you want the rewards of God's smile on your life then you need to seek him and it's different and Daniel understands this and so he makes a choice to go without not to change God, but to change him and his focus and to seek God. And it goes on and it says this, Now on the 24th day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the Tigris, next, next one, I lifted my eyes and looked and behold a certain man clothed in linen whose waist was girded with gold of Euphaz. Next one. His body was like Beryl, not like Arnie Beryl. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> He's been going to that gym. That's probably the old guy grunting, like, oh, oh, doing your thing there. Okay. His body was not like Arnie Beryl, but like Beryl. I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. His face like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. It's, this is an angel or possibly Jesus, but I think it's an angel. His arms and feet like burnished bronze in color and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. This is a good 21-day fast. A vision happens. Next verse. Suddenly, a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hand. Okay, Daniel, just, we skipped a few verses. It's a vision. His friends all freaked out because the presence of God came so thick because his angel came. And then it touches his hand, terrors on all of them. And next verse, verse 10, verse 11, verse 11, sorry. And he said to me, Daniel, man greatly beloved. I love this. Great man who God is delighting in. Understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. He's, he's fallen over on the ground. The presence of God is so, so thick. He stands up. For I have now been sent to you while he was speaking this word to me, I stood up trembling. 
Next verse. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God. That's what fasting does. Fasting is us humbling ourselves before God. Fasting is us saying, God, there's things that I can't make happen that you can make happen. And I'm, therefore, I'm humbling myself. Humbling, humbling yourself is not just saying, oh, I'm a terrible person. Oh, I'm not worthy. That's not humbling yourself. That's called false humility. Humbling yourself is going, God, only you deserve all the glory. Only you deserve all the worship. And only you can do these miracles that I'm believing you to do. Humble yourself before your God. That's what fasting does. Fasting humbles ourselves. It's painful. It's annoying physically. You get headaches as you withdraw from sugar and caffeine and food and your tongue goes furry and, and you get bad breath. All sorts of terror. Your body gets achy. You, get, you need to sleep more. It's not pretty. But it's not designed to be pretty because we're humbling ourselves. You humble yourself before your God. Your words were heard. I love this. The first day you set yourself to seek God and the first day your words, your prayer came straight into the throne room of God. Love it. Your words were heard and I've come because of your words. Next verse. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now we're not talking about Prince Charming now. We're talking about a demonic prince. We're talking about a, d a demonic prince who has a, has a dominion over a whole nation who has um, demons at his disposal like an army all with different rank and all different soldiers. And as he was praying and the answer is being sent through this angel, a prince from the kingdom of Persia withstood me for 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, Michael's called an archangel. He's a warring prince. Gabriel is, a, is a, an angelic, is an angel who brings the messengers. So he brings messages from God. So when Gabriel turns up, he turns up and goes, hey, Mary, you're going to have a baby. Well, Michael turns up, he's like, where's the devil? I'm here to do some war in this place right now. So Michael turns up, he says, I needed him. So I sent for Michael and he came to help me for I'd been left alone there with the kings of Persia. He's talking about the spirit realm over this nation where Daniel finds himself. And what we get from this, this particular verses tonight is an understanding that what you do in the natural realm echoes in the spiritual realm. If you want to see God do stuff for you, then we've got to understand that He chooses to partner with us to release His will into planet Earth. I want, I want you to understand this. So if, if this level here right now, I'm going to need a chair on the stage. If someone can just whack a chair in the middle of the stage for me. Thank you. If this zone here I'm, I'm, I'm on right now, this level is, is the level that we're living at right now, you and I. And this is where I need some physical healing in my body. I need, I need God to work a miracle so, so that my mom and my dad get born again or, or my friends at school get saved. Or I need God to do things in their hearts and in their minds. On this level, I need financial breakthrough. I want that house that God's promised me. I, what, what, this is this, this level. Well, the answers to everything we need from God in this level aren't found in this level. They're not found in the natural realm. 
They're found in the throne room where God exists. Paul, Paul said uh, there was a man who went to the third heaven. And so the third heaven is between, the, the first heaven is like the, the clouds and the skies, and then there's this, this place, the second heaven that I'm going to come to in a moment. And so when you pray, the whole point of prayer is to get into the throne room of God, the third heaven. It's another level. The devil will oppose you and I getting into the, into the throne room of heaven. It's, it's where God sits and Jesus is at his right hand and there's angels all around him. They're worshiping him. The Bible tells us they're singing worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb of God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. Worship brings you into the presence and the throne room of heaven. You can't go before God laissez-faire, just, oh, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go into the throne room of God with an attitude of the fear of God and worship and honor. That's what takes you into the presence of God. That's the throne room. So each day when you and I get up and we make a decision, and maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's the night, a certain point, okay, I need some answers for here. So I need to get into the throne room where the answers are. The devil will do everything he can to stop you getting to that place because that's where the answers are. That's where God lives. That's where Jesus is seated. And as a believer, if you've given your life to Christ, the Bible says that you are seated with him in heavenly places. That's your spiritual status and rights. But the devil will try and stop you. He'll try and stop you through tiredness. He'll try and stop you through distraction. He'll try and stop you through discouragement. He'll try and stop you through Netflix. Or what? Anyway, I won't go there. Not, that's not in the Bible. But here's the, here's the deal. So when I'm going to the presence of God, I'm, I start by praying in tongues. Tongues is a gift from God to build my own spirit up, to strengthen me to go into His presence. If you want to experience the miraculous, build your tongue-talking life up. Become a tongue-talking believer, right? By going to that place. As I go, I go quickly into the throne room of heaven, but I... There's, there's obstacles, there's warfare, distraction. You're guilty. You don't deserve to God to answer you. All of this stuff. This is the realm of the, the, the spiritual realm where demonic forces live, affecting what's going on down there and trying to block you getting into here. And they come and they say, you're guilty. Why did, why, God wouldn't love you. These voices get into our head. These, 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 suddenly, man, I, I, I tell you what, I can look at my phone with a whole lot of energy open my Bible what is that a spiritual opposition so I go no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop that I'm coming here I'm gonna come and meet God and you, as you build that as a pattern before you know it you're in, you're praying in tongues and, and you can just cross over into and you feel it when you cross over into the spirit realm you can sense it it's easy when you come to church someone else has made the way for us to do it but personally, we build this, this daily walk of coming into the presence of God. Put on the worship music. Speak in tongues. Thank Jesus for what He's done. We come into His presence. Thanksgiving. We come in with praise. And then you just feel this shift happens. Suddenly. Every day. My aim is to get into the presence of God. That's, my aim is not to get God to answer my prayers primarily. My aim is to just get into His presence. If I get into His presence, I can listen to Him. I can love Him. I can enjoy Him. I can learn what he thinks about me. It, can, it changes the way I live. That's, that's the throne room of heaven. You don't have to get on a chair for it. That's just illustrating purposes. That's the throne room. Daniel, the first day you prayed, you were there. Heard it? 
You came straight into the throne room of heaven. I heard it. I heard your answer. It's not actually hard to get into the presence of God. But sometimes the answers that you get have got to go from here to there through the second heaven. And in the second heaven, there's all hell going on. Because the the devil will oppose. He's like, well, if I can't stop you getting into the throne room, I'm going to try and stop the answers that God's sending with his angels. You see, angels are ministering spirits. That's what the Bible says. They're ministers of, of fire, of flames, who minister on behalf of those who will inherit salvation. They're here to minister for you and I. They're here to come and bring answers. They're here to come. You got the, you, you've asked for this. It's yours, Chantel. You prayed it, and I've sent with the answer from God, and I'm going to make that happen for you. I'm going to make that happen for you. You've been praying for a brand new disc in your back. There's an angel, and he's got one, and he's on his way to give it to you. He's got it from the throne room of God, a creative miracle for you. But here's what's going on. Between there and here, there's warfare. Warfare's going on. And here's, here's the crazy thing. What's going on here, fasting, praise, giving, prayer, spiritual disciplines, are empowering angelic beings to break through spiritual warfare and to come to you with the answer that God's got for you. That's what's going on. Paul and Silas, come on, come on somebody. Paul and Silas are in prison. They've been beaten and they've made a decision rather than sitting down and, and having a pity party, let's just get some praise on. And so they're like, oh, zeal for you has completely consumed. They can't really clap, they've got change. So they're just zeal for you completely consumed. And you know, they're just singing praise to God. You're awesome, God. I am who you said I am. They're just singing. Jesus, you're worthy. And they're just shanking their chains chains along. And you know what happens? There's angels who have been assigned to them. And they're like, oh, zeal for you, completely concealed. And all the angels are like, I love this. I love it when they praise. You know what happens when angels bounce? Come on. When some angels start bouncing, an earthquake starts happening. They're praising God in a prison. And what they're doing here is impacting here and God releases an earthquake, gets them free in a moment. Because what you do in the natural realm echoes into the spiritual realm. So when you begin to fast, when you begin to give, these are spiritual things. They're, They're all things that your flesh hates. You're like, oh man, we're praying on Tuesday night. Oh, this is my favorite TV program. This is your flesh, your favorite TV programs. Oh, la, la, la. But we're going to pray together. Obstacle calm, fights calm, all sorts of things calm because the enemy, he is trying to block us to get into that space, the throne room of God, where together united prayer is unlocking stuff in the spirit realm. He tries to oppose you. Physically, all sorts of different things. Crazy the amount of fights Pastor Danielle and I used to have before our small group we would host. And she's not even here, so I can't even throw her under the bus or anything, can I? It's just, so it just wouldn't be fair. But we just had these little, little arguments and then suddenly we'd realize, hang on a minute, that's right. 
That's the spirit realm stirring to stop us going into the place where God's going to move in people's life. I'm going to punch through that and go to the other side of that. I'm going to get into the presence. So when you're fasting, I'm telling you, we're going we're to have cards here next Sunday where we're, this is what we're believing for as a church. We're going to write down th- three specific names in this 10 days that we're going to believe God for to meet Jesus. The greatest thing we could do for any one of our friends is we could help them meet Jesus. You might be here tonight and a friend's bought you because the greatest thing that they could do for you is to help you meet Jesus. And at the end of the service, there's going to be a chance to say, yeah, I want God in my life. I, I want to respond. I want that peace that Jacob was talking about. I want that love. I want, I, I want to know what everyone's talking about and I'm going to open my heart up to God. That can be you at the end of the night. But when you pray, I want to, I want to tell one story that for me is probably one of the most powerful moments where I realized what was happening here in prayer, or actually in the throne room of God in prayer, was empowering a warfare that was going on in the spirit realm that changed something. I was, I'd said a month to seek God. It would be 12, 14 years ago. I set myself a prayer goal of, of praying a certain amount of hours through this month. I think it was October. Like any good ex-uni student, I needed to cram for the last night because I didn't hit my, my goal. Uh, and so Danielle was away at a women's conference. And at 7 o'clock, I realized I needed to pray from 7 till 7 to hit my goal for the month. It was the last night of the month. So I started to pray because I know if I can get up there, Stuff's going to happen in here that affects here. As I started to pray, well, for the first couple of hours, I just prayed in my heavenly, my heavenly language in tongues. Now, there's, there's times when I pray in tongues and I'm fighting everything in my brain that's trying to tell me nothing's happening. But I'm just like, no, I know there is. I'm just busting through this. And, and eventually I come through and I'm like, all right, here I am. I'm in the throne room. But this night, the moment I started praying in my heavenly language, it was like, presence of God comes. And I'm talking in another language that I don't understand, but I know it's understood in the, in the heavenly realm. And I'm talking, and it's easy. Oh, it's my favorite kind of prayer when it's easy because I know God's on it. I've got no idea what's going on, but I know God's on it. I'm walking around the lounge room. No idea what's happening. Just continuous. It's on me. There's a, an, what, you, what I would call an intercessory burden is on me. You can pray your way into that at times. Other times God drops it on you. You can set a course and it gets on you. So I prayed for two hours, then bam, the burden lifted. It just, oh. And then I struggled the rest of the night through prayer, which is cool because it was still doing stuff. It's just different. Then the next morning I went to bed, I went to bed and then I got up and I had all these missed phone calls. And I, I ended up finding out that uh, my oldest sister, oldest adopted sister who had been really living a wild life away from God for many years, had lots of kidney problems, lots of physical problems, and just really living a wild life. And really, for me, she was kind of more like a cousin because she'd left home by the time I was born, or the time I can remember. So I can only kind of remember at Christmas times. And, uh, 
And so they ring up and they say, hey, really sad news. Trish has died last night. And I'm like, no, no. What happened? What happened? They said, well, actually, it's amazing. Because last night, my other sister's pastor, the Lord told her that, told him that she's going to die tonight. He, didn't, he wasn't with her. He just said, God told me she's going to die tonight. Send someone around to meet with her. A man from their church, who, who was a friend of the family, went around and she was in the car and couldn't get out of the car. And he began to talk with her, share Christ with her. She repented. She's over, and get this, from seven till nine in the car, she ended up repenting, crying out to God, giving her life to Christ, get, get, getting so free. She was, she was actually got so free at the end of it, she went inside and thought, I think I just got healed. I feel so light from everything I've just carried. She didn't. She actually went and she slipped away to be with God and to be with God. And I know, I didn't know what was going on when I was here affecting something that's been going on here that's impacting something that's going on there. Now, now here's, here's the cool thing. I just got to be part of the last two hours of that. My parents and others had been praying for years building up for that moment. So it's not like I got, it was all because of me. This was the will of God that had been pointed in the direction of my sister by praying saints over years. And I stepped into an appointed time. But here's the thing. God didn't just do it because God doesn't just do it. He's made a decision to partner with the people of planet earth. And his hands are tied. He's left the responsibility for the saving of the world for the changing of every generation. He said, I've sent Christ. He's done everything I'm going to do, but I'm now sending the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit will come on people who cry out to God, who know what it is to pray, to fast, to seek, to give, to praise and to worship. Can we stand up on our feet right now? I want us just for three minutes together right across this place to stir ourselves up, to deny our flesh and begin to pray in the Spirit. You might not pray in tongues tonight and you're like, I'd really like that prayer language. Well, why don't you just ask God for it while we pray together right now? Ask that He would fill you with His Holy Spirit. Come on, let's just pray together right now. Let's stir ourselves up. Rubble, <laughs> 
Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Siri bolo 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 yara bolo 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 yara bolo 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 ma yara bolo 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 yara bolo 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 yara bolo 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 yara bolo 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The Bible tells us that the Lord's eyes go to and fro across the whole earth looking for someone who knows how to stir themselves up and take a hold of Him. I reckon that's us. I reckon that's this church. I reckon that's, that's a group of people who know how to stir ourselves up, to set time aside, to pursue God, to pray His will into being. I see pictures when I pray. Tonight I see a picture that's a recurring thing for me of a, a massive boulder that rolls down a hill, knocks over trees, smashes into a damn wall, and the damn wall, uh, and I can see this wall shattering as, as a flood is released. I believe it's a flood of souls, a flood of, pr of provision. It's a, a flood of the miraculous into our house. God, 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 God. Lift your hands to heaven. Let your eyes see what's going on in the Spirit tonight. Let your eyes see what God's doing here. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Lay hold, lay hold, lay hold of Him. In a few moments, I'm going to hand back to Dan, give him a, and he's going to talk to us about the opportunity to make a decision to receive Christ into our life. After that opportunity, as different ones have responded, the service is going to get closed, but maybe tonight you just want to come out and stand on this altar. Maybe it's because you know you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. You've never done that before. You'd like someone to pray for you. I want you to come out the front and one of our team will just believe with you and pray with you. Maybe tonight the Spirit of God's stirring in you and you got the gift of tongues, but, but it's just sort of a, I, I, I only kind of use it every now and then. And tonight you've been prompted with the power of it and what can be unleashed in your life. And, and as a response to God, you just want to come out the front and spend some time speaking in tongues, speaking to God activating this part of stirring yourself up to seek God. You can feel a fire coming on you, but you don't want to just walk out of here tonight and, and go, well, that was great. You're actually wanting to get fire on you and in you to stay in you. If that's you, when Dan closes the service, I want you to come down the front as well and we'll believe God together. Thanks, Dan.